Welcome to episode 25 of the Pucks and Deep podcast presented by Pucks and Deep. Pucks and Deep, a podcast about the sharks where they do not get Pucks and Deep. It's not, it's not really fair. They get Pucks and Deep sometimes. They look pretty bad tonight, Alex. I think we're going to disagree on that. Oh, hmm. man. My pop filter is falling. Okay, good start. I'm uh, starting off strong. So uh, first, I want to make a couple of corrections from last week's episode. Oh, I should say it's January 18th, 2021, I think. I'm still not quite used to saying that. And uh, I want to make a couple corrections from last week's episode. Also, well, I'm, also I'm Mark and that is Alex. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we usually don't do that, do we? We, we? we started and then you stopped doing it again. I stopped doing it. It's my fault. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Oh, just moved the logo. I'm trying to look at the right place. There we go. Um, Keith is already heckling, saying corrections from Alex. The world is ending. Yeah. All right. Oh. So, Keith, I made a couple of mistakes last episode. I thought that Radko Gudis was still on the Washington Capitals. Somehow, at some point, he signed with the Panthers. I have no memory of this, but he I did. I didn't know that either. Yeah, but he apparently did. Wow. Um, so the douchiest defense in the league uh, might still be the Washington Capitals, or at least the most big tough guy defense in the league. But um, Radko Gudis is not part of that. Wow. Uh, also, I would like to amend my Calder uh, possibilities. I'm, I'm still going to go with Kirill Kaprasov. And he was the NHL first star of the week. Not a big deal. Scored the game-winning goal in his first game. Not a big okay. deal. But I would like to add Nick Robertson to the Calder watch as well, who is a forward for the uh, Maple Leafs. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Make sure that's all there. I did message Mark right after to confirm. All right, moving on. Um, so we're <laughs> just see your eyes glazing over, Mark. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we're, we've had three Sharks games to digest, and so we're going to talk about the Sharks um, for a little bit in reverse game order um, with the Blues games and then the two Coyotes games, and then we're going to talk about some random news and random shots around the league and then go through the standings real quick to see where we stand. And as always, if you are watching us live on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch, heckle us and... Hopefully my mom doesn't join and ask about porn stars again. I hope she does. You hope she does? <laughs> you enjoyed that? Okay. Yes. Um, all right. So um, the Sharks lost to the Blues five to four. Five to four. Uh, about 15 minutes ago, 20 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. um, please give me your thoughts. Uh, I think Bugner said it best in the post game that that was a very winnable game. I didn't even listen um, to that. I wasn't happy with a lot of stretches um, in every single period. I, I, I honestly feel like uh, Dubnik got hung out to dry a lot. There was maybe one goal that could have that was savable, and it was the first one. But that one's completely preventable if Timo doesn't try and sauce a fucking puck up the middle of the slot, um, like after their power plays, like about to be over um but yeah i don't know i'm just i have overall been disappointed and it's not for the lack of system because the power plays look great the penalty kills look great it's more the lack of effort that i've been seeing 
up and down the lineup. Do you think maybe it's because they haven't played hockey in nine months? You would think that if they haven't played hockey in nine months, they'd be fucking jazzed up, but it really looks like they don't care out there. I, there, there's a, there's a, a spectrum of not caring to not having the legs because you haven't skated and played anything in nine months. So do you want to call out specific players? Like, for example, I think Marcus Sorensen, I'm going to turn my light real quick. Uh, I think Marcus Sorensen has looked fast and has been playing hard. There you go. Would yeah. you would you agree? Yeah, and he's been cutting into 50-50 battles um, on the first four check, which is great. But he still has made some really weird decisions. He did make a very, very, very lazy dump at the end of his shift. Oh, absolutely. This lab, that, was, that was really bad. And he just stared at it and went, oh, and then Whoops. got off and <laughs> went into the bench. Yeah, it was a mistake. Uh, it, it's almost like they haven't played together for nine months, and I am not worried about it at all. I'm a little you, worried about it. You apparently are. Yeah. Um, okay, so, like, the... F- and I know I said we were going to talk about the games in reverse order, but the... The, the first game... All the games. Yes. Okay. The first game, Hurdle looked like a freaking monster. He did. And he looked great and he looked engaged. And the second game, he looked a little tired. Third game, he looked a little tired. It's like they they haven't played hockey in nine months. I'm not I'm not worried about it. I don't know. For me, there's still just little things that I've been saying that have been. But that, really that's bothersome. true of the beginning of every season. Yeah, but. This is, it's just, it's like a pickup of last season. It's like mm. a whole new system, a whole new coach, and you're still kind of doing the same. Like, for me, the big thing that I keep noticing is anytime Burns gets a puck from the point, he's literally standing still. I have not seen him backskate to try and find right. a lane. Pick it up once. off the boards and backskate? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It, yeah he's been having trouble getting pucks through. He, yeah, for like the last mm-hmm. four fucking seasons since he won his Norris. Um, um, uh, I don't know if that's fair, but okay. No, absolutely fair. I will <laughs> prove that to you because I'm always right about this shit. Wow. But, um, it's just like they have you figured out, Bernsey. Just skate fucking backwards and find a lane for two sure. seconds. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not particularly worried about that sort of stuff. Little things like bad decisions, uh, not instigating or, or winning 50 50 battles because i think they have been winning some 50 50 battles yeah but it's for like very very small bursts of time sure I, and that screams conditioning to me and it's impossible to condition with uh, the limited amount of time that they had for training camp and training camp doesn't do everything it's just, in my opinion, if you have a 10-month layoff and you're at the top of health where you're playing someone like the Blues who actually played in the playoffs mm-hmm. and might still have some bumps and bruises, like, especially the rookies. There are any bumps and bruises, but okay. You, you know, your body's still tired. That's why... My body's team, always tired, but... Well, true. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know. They're just not... They're not throwing bodies around. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just small things that have been bought. Like... Also, when I like the tagline is because I'm frustrated because they keep trying to do these weird passing plays right at the top of the the opponent's blue line. And it's been leading to high 
Yeah, high danger scoring chances. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's, There's been a lot of back uh, attempted backdoor passes, like trying to do out. cross crease backdoor, which it seems like out it twice tonight. Yeah. But, but like it feels like they're not shooting when they should be yeah. shooting, which is is interesting. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not particularly worried about this sort of stuff. Uh, it's just it's the the high offensive zone turnovers are absolutely maddening. And it, it, it's really for me what really bothers me. And, you know, I don't want to be too negative. It's just things that I'm noticing is like when your rookie who's in his third game is the only person that's skating the puck into the zone before making a play rather than trying to do three passes. Are you talking about before. Kineshov? No, John Leonard. OK, sure. Leonard looks incredible for the record. Yeah. And he's skating in the zone with the puck. And every time he does that, he's creating chances. And you think he's the only player who's bringing the puck into the zone? That was literally one of the points that I made sure to watch while I was playing, t- uh, watching tonight. Okay. And it was everyone else was dumping it in, and he was the only one skating into the zone, at least until the hash marks, and then either dumping it in or back passing it to a point man or fascinating doing yeah doing anything besides trying to either dump it in or do a cross crease blue line high zone turnover i did not notice that but i will pay closer attention to that um what do you think there's a reason for that or are you just assuming that it's laziness or a lack of effort or that i noticed and it's frustrating because i'm seeing other teams doing it and our d is just backing up instead of pushing forward which is what you're supposed to do and that's how you get into a dump and chase Mm -hmm. and teams are just walking in and just getting chances on that where it seems like we're not getting any sustained pressure for minutes because we keep having these high zone turnovers. Interesting. But when Leonard walks it in, we actually do start getting pressure. So it's kind of like, why aren't we consistently doing this? Interesting. I don't have an answer for you, but I do not think things are as bad as you are painting them. I'm just frustrated. Apparently. Um, Okay, anything else other than the high zone turnovers you want to mention? Um, John Leonard looks amazing. He does. He uh, looks quite Kinnishoff good. looks amazing. Eh, I haven't been as impressed with him. Um, looks, he looks fine. Awful today. Yeah, how do you pronounce his name? Handemark? It's Handemark. Handemark. Yeah. Got it. All right. Handemark. Um, See, I can't me. slap you. Mark. Let's try this. Okay. Okay. Um, I think Stefan Nason looked bad in his one game, in the middle game. Uh, I don't think Hanamark looked good. He's huge, by the way. He's huge, but hes I don't think he's used to a North American game because yeah. he was just so slow making decisions. Who was in the first game that they took out? Shellman. Shellman. And then they put Shellman on waivers, and now he's on the taxi squad because he can get picked yeah. up. Yeah, I and I didn't think he looked particularly bad. Um I, I don't know. It's it's weird. Like like I mentioned in the last episode is is there can be some weird cap things where they bring people up and up and down and up and down and up and down to the taxi squad um, as long as they're waiver eligible. And I assume Handemark is waiver eligible. I don't know that. Um, I think Middleton actually looked pretty good, although not everyone agreed with me from what I read online. He had some pretty big mistakes last game. I thought he played relatively well, though. Maybe I wasn't watching him that closely. No, I've been having like streaming Schimmick, problems. Shimmick was doing a lot better. Uh, Shimmick made a couple of mistakes, too. But yes, I agree. Shimmick definitely is better than Middleton. Um, I don't know. Kineshov didn't 
strike me as doing anything particularly impressive. Uh, I guess he didn't make any big mistakes. The exactly. guy who which is impressive for a rookie. Um, Ferraro looked good in the first game, and then he's been kind of quiet in the second and third game, which I found interesting. Yeah, it almost felt like the first game he had the legs to, you know, cut off the cycle and get aggressive in the corners. And um, maybe he's just worried because he's playing with Burnsy. Sure that he has to play a little less aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I think the the Shimek-Burns combination will show up again next game, which is when? Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Again, St. Louis. Yeah. Um... So you talked about Burns not being able to get pucks through. Uh, I think he looked completely lost in the first game and maybe worse in the second game, but he looked better in this game, in the third game. He looked better tonight. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he had three points. Sure. Which was, he played well. But I still am not happy with sure. his play. Well, let's talk about not happy and, and talk about the elephant in the room. Um, Carlson played horribly the first two games. He did. Without question. Uh, and then my brother texted me today saying that EK65, I think, is the uh, term he used. Lazy puck watching POS, which I thought was interesting. I assume he's talking about the Jordan Cairo, um, yeah. Justin Falk goal. He I shouldn't say the Jordan Cairo goal. I should say the Justin Falk, the second Justin Falk goal. Definitely flat-footed. So a couple things about that. that. Is is first Jordan Cairo might be the fastest player in the entire league. Uh, I I think on this very podcast last week, I said how much I love Jordan Cairo. You did, and um, I think I was vindicated there. Uh, he's really 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 good. He's incredibly fast. Also, I don't know. I I did not go back and look. Why was Carlson on that side? He was covering for. Burns was on the ice too, so I think they were yeah. doing the Carlson Burns thing in the offensive yeah, zone, which it was a, they need to stop in, doing. It was a hand and mark turnover. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, I'll admit I don't know this. I'm curious. At the NHL level, um, <laughs> fucking Keith. <laughs> if anybody knows about lazy piece of shit, it's Alex's brother. Keith, to be fair, I'm the lazy one. Mike outworked everybody. So I, I'll, I'll give Mike credit for that. I'm the lazy one. Um, I'm curious at the NHL level, if being on your, like as a defenseman, if being on your side or not being on your side would make enough of a difference to show your elite skating ability. Like... I mean, but he's been, Carlson's been getting beat on the outside, like every game. Like so, okay, so beat at least once or twice every single game. Yes, I don't disagree with that. Um, I'm just curious if that would have been so obvious, if or or he would have reacted faster or something, if um, he was on the right, if he was on his proper side. I'm just curious. That that's a question. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not going to blame Carlson for being flat footed there because I actually don't think if you watch his feet, he was flat footed. I don't think he reacted particularly slow. I would just give credit to the other 
player on that because Jordan Cairo is without question one of the fastest players in the entire league. He does not play very much or he hasn't played very much the last couple of years, but the dude has jets. Um, Keith asks, are you playing? Are you talking about playing on your on handed side or just your normal side? I'm talking about your just normal side. So Eric Carlson almost always plays the right right D regardless of his handedness. Um, I'm not, I think we've talked about this before. I'm not good at remembering handedness of players. I'm actually really bad about that. I can't remember like half of them. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it just doesn't click in my brain. I, I have no recollection. So I, if, if you asked me, I would say Eric Carlson plays with a right-handed stick, but I wouldn't put any money on it. Am I right? He does. Yeah, nailed it. Nailed it. Um, it that's, that's not my thing. Um so yeah, I, I, the, that I would blame on Jordan Cairo being good rather than Eric Carlson being flat-footed uh, and being on his, his offside. I would like to point out the blatant interference that Carlson somehow managed to draw a penalty on. That was the most obvious, the, the Ryan O'Reilly penalty. It was yes, blatant, blatant, blatant interference. I have everyone. no... F- what? Everyone does it? Sure. Okay. It was then that it was brilliant and it was really, really, really well done. And the Sharks scored on that. I mean, every defenseman does that interference when a dump puck happens. Uh, okay, maybe not quite that bad. It, it's, yeah, I'm not even talking in hyperbole here. Every single <laughs> fucking defenseman gets in front of the first four checker. It was after a, a dump and I think it was a little worse than normal. Let me just put it this way but when I ascend, did, did grab his shoulder pads. Yes. Absolutely. But Ryan O'Reilly also takes like four minors a season. Um, Keith says, I thought Carlson was just skating on a line to the puck. Um, no, Keith. He clearly ducked his right shoulder, went in front of O'Reilly to stop him. 100% interfering with him. I was shocked a penalty wasn't called. When I ascend to the rank of NHL official, okay. um, I would have called that for the record. Uh I will never skate enough to be an NHL official skate well enough, but yeah, um, I thought that was bad. Uh, it was definitely a penalty on O'Reilly, but it was a penalty on Carlson first. So I, I think that negates the, the goal against, um, cause I don't think the goal against was his fault particularly. And, uh, the goal for he, uh, was the reason the penalty or the power, the power play was um, called. So I thought he played better. I don't think he played great. Um, hopefully it takes some five or six games. Hopefully it only takes some five or six games to get up to speed again. Yeah, it has been really, but those first two games were awful. Yeah. It's been really disheartening because, you know, I don't know. I, I'd like to give Carlson the benefit of the doubt, but you know, saying that this is the first time he's been healthy and he's just skating with no pop and just kind of puck watching, honestly, like, Yep. The, the pop is there sometimes, which he, is he definitely showed it a lot more tonight. Yeah. Than yeah. He has. I, I don't understand. I would like to. Ask, I mean, obviously, I'm never going to, but I would like to ask him those sort of questions being like. Is it an energy thing? Is it just a not necessary thing? Like, trust me, I get not giving 100 percent every shift. I totally get that. Uh, <laughs> but is that what it is? I I'm going to guess no. But I really don't know. Um, okay, 
Uh, a couple my other thoughts th- were were is because Mike Hoffman was playing this game. Sure. And that's the that's why he was playing super aggressive. Uh, that could certainly be that. Could, uh, who knows? I still want to know exactly what happened there. That entire thing is just crazy to me. Yeah. Um, Keith said, I thought O'Reilly wrapped both hands around Carlson. I think it was only one hand. And it yeah, he did. Hand. He did. And he pulled him down. But um, Carlson 100 percent interfered with him beforehand. Uh, OK, a couple other things to talk about. Um, I think Dubnik looked really quite good in this game. Um, but I, I think Dub- go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go first. I, I, I thought Dubnik looked great. He I felt more confident watching him in the crease than I have with Jones so in the last like two years. The, the Jones is hard because Jones plays a very I'm going to use the word lackadaisical, which isn't quite correct, but it's a very passive style of goaltending where if you're in the right position, the puck will hit you most of the time. And if you're not in the right position or it just doesn't happen, the puck doesn't or the puck goes in. And then he just doesn't show any reaction. He doesn't do any flair. He'll every once in a while make an exuberant save. And Dubnik isn't quite that positional. He doesn't focus, you know, 95% um, of the energy on the positional. He he does overextend himself. He does uh, be a little more aggressive. He does fight for pucks if you use the classic hockey terminology. Um, I think Which he looked. I think you should because they're they're well, huge goalies. It's they're it's one, uh, they're probably one of the biggest goalie tandems in the league right now. Oh, God, I actually have to think about that. That's Dubnik interesting. Dubnik is six six and Jones is six four. I think. Like is Dubnik six six? Yeah, they're wow. humongous goalies. Wow. And it's like if you have that athleticism, and you're that huge, like why wouldn't you play more aggressive? Yeah, I and, mean, and it's like and. For me, it's like they've figured out Jones has a weak ass club, and it seems like every single team is just going there every single game. Um, I was today. It was nice watching Dubnik actually catch some yes. fucking pucks. To yeah, the th- that's the other thing about being a little more aggressive. If the puck doesn't get to like, it, it, if the puck doesn't hit you, basically, you will have a greater chance of freezing it, and that helps to kill momentum in the offensive zone, which is yeah. really important. Um, that being said, I think in the first game in particular, Jones looked amazing. I agree. And the difference I think was night and day. He was clearly doing something very different. And I think it boiled down to how deep he was in his net, which is weird. He would frequently be, you know, a blades length outside of the crease. And he was a blades like inside the crease. And, and you know, he wasn't quite on the goal line like like a Lundquist would be. But he was definitely a lot deeper, which, you know, allows him to react a little bit slower. Um, but it appeared to be working much better. So it rebounds weren't quite as bad because the angles aren't quite as exaggerated. Um, I I think it was positive. Uh, Keith asked the question, will, should Dubnik be one a, as opposed to one B? Um, I, these are, these are type of personnel questions, which I don't feel good usually saying, and I'm trying to choose my words very carefully here because like, I'm not in the room. I don't know what's been promised internally. 
Like, I, I don't know that sort of stuff. Just from a, a pure play standpoint, I think Dubnik deserves another game um, and should play against the Blues tomorrow uh, or uh, Wednesday. But, like, I don't, I don't know what's been decided. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? I think it's uh, too early to tell. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think once both gets, like, five games in and we kind of see where it's trending, because, like, like you said, Jones had a great game, game one. Didn't have a great game, game two. I don't know if those those were that was his fault, those but game Dunic, two. I feel had a great game tonight, even though yeah. he gave up five. Sure. Um, but it's like, could he repeat that performance? Sure. Because right now it's like you don't know what you're getting with Jones. And it's been like that. Um but I felt like Dubnik gave the Sharks a chance to win tonight. It's just they didn't execute and he was the one ending up getting burned for it um he being dubnik yeah 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 that's fair no i i'm not there's what three goals off the of deflections like you can't <laughs> that um as much as i hate david perron that david perron pass off of justin falk's stick where he was just like holding his oh, stick yeah. there was, was beautiful unbelievably good yeah like that that's not dubnik's fault um I mean, even the Mike Hoffman goal. Not yeah, that was a good he shot. Was in, he was in position, and he actually, if it wasn't tipped, he had the blocker in the perfect mm-hmm. position. It was just a unfortunate tip. Yeah, it was. It was an interesting game. It's been an interesting three games from a goalie perspective. Uh, I, I'm not worried yet. Uh, let's just put it this way: we don't have the Blackhawks level of goaltending. Um, <laughs> poor Malcolm Subban. Poor Colin Delia, I guess. I. They're just, they're just bad. Um, all right, uh, we talked about the defense, talked about the goalies, uh, talk about special teams, and talk about forwards. Let's talk about forwards. Um, we talked about Leonard; he looked great. Yeah. Uh, Hurdle is having flashes of pure dominance, mm-hmm. like top ten player in the league dominance. Um, <laughs> Keith said the Hawks have goalies. Hawks have no, goalies. not really. No, they they don't. they don't really um i really hope hurdle can do that more consistently um the coyotes are a smaller team who are more easy to dominate physically the blues are a bunch of fucking pieces of shit on ice and this and is without, without yeah blay. without sammy blay who managed to get suspended in the first game shocker uh Fuck. I, I, dude, I cannot stand the Blues. I cannot stand them. They have one player, eh, two player, three players that I like. Ryan O'Reilly. No, I do not like Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, because Ryan of the o- Tim Hortons thing. Because the Tim Hortons thing. I, it's not the whole dragging Chicago RFA contract, demanding a trade to Buffalo, and then demanding a trade Colorado after Buffalo. Colorado. Yes. Yeah, you said Chicago. No, oh, sorry. I don't oh. care about that. I don't care about that. Okay. Uh, whatever. He is not a douchebag on the ice, even though he looks like a giant fucking tool. Um, he just looks like a... His stick goes like this. Yeah, his, his stick's got a little hook in it. That's cool. I'm cool with that. I've heard many interviews with him. He seems like a very intelligent, well-spoken, well-thought man. Um, but getting drunk and driving your restored pickup truck into a Tim Hortons at three in the morning... And then 
not getting in trouble for it is just fucked up. He just wanted some coffee. Uh, they weren't or open. Donut. They weren't open. You didn't know that he was drunk. Sure. <laughs> um, no, I, I the, 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 and the fact that, that like he's captain just bothers me also. Like, I'm not saying that Tarasenko should have been captain or someone else should have been captain, but like, it's the same thing as, as Matt Kachuk. We've talked about this before. Matt Kachuk being the future captain of the Calgary Flames. This dude has been suspended multiple times for doing obvious douchey things. Why do you give your organization the, like, why do you give them the approval to do this? It, it pisses me off. Um, all Couture has done is said that Trump, uh, we shouldn't go there. No, um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, Colton Pareko, Vince Dunn, Vladimir Tarasenko are my three on that team. I'm a big Vince Dunn fan. Vince Dunn's great. Uh, Jordan Bennington appears to be a racist piece of shit. He can die in a fire. Um, Alex Steen's retired. Apparently he's very nice off the ice. Not so nice on the ice. Uh, Braden Shen is like the most vanilla player in the entire world. He does nothing. Um, I don't think he's very good. I, I don't oh, like, like Jordan Cairo now. Oh, you're right. That's four players. I do like Jordan. I love Jordan Cairo. He's so good. Uh, you got Robert Bortuzzo and Sammy Blay. Tyler and Bozak. Ty- mm, I do like Tyler Bozak. God damn it. Five players. Stop it, Mark. Um, all right. Other forwards on the Sharks. Um, we talked about Nason Marlowe has been pretty invisible, but he's been doing some okay stuff with Nieto. He fast. Yeah, he, I mean, he always looks fast. I think Nieto has looked pretty good, especially for a, th- a third or fourth line guy. Yeah. Um, they're having some trouble in the defensive zone, getting the puck out, especially in that first game. They got stuck in there, and they were the only line that couldn't break out of their zone. Um, that got fixed in the second and third games, at least a little bit. Um, I think Noah Gregor looks like he could be really good soon. I'm, yeah. I'm happy with him. I'm expecting more from the third line, but... Well, okay, what is the game, third line, I guess? Uh, Noah Gregor, um, Ryan Donato, and Matt Nieto? I'm not sure. Like, it, it, it changes. Like, it depends on who you ask. I think Nieto and Marlowe have played well together. Um, so it'd be Donato, Gregor, and we're missing someone. Sorensen? No, Sorensen's Sorensen playing, playing with Marlowe. Maybe it is Nieto. Maybe I'm thinking of Nieto and um, Donato. Yeah, it's it's Donato, Gregor, and Nieto. Okay, I think they've been playing well. Not not in the defensive zone, but in the offensive zone. I mean, I've I've been really impressed with Ryan Donato. Yeah, he's great. He he's another one who, you know, maybe one out of four times will skate the puck into the zone, but <laughs> he actually he actually holds the puck and makes good plays with it. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I he's been looking really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the acquisition so far. Sure. Yeah, um, I think Gregor is looking good. Gregor reminds me a lot of Timo Meyer, minus the shooting, which is very different. But the Timo, Timo finally looked like he was coming into it today. But uh, he looked okay in the second game. But yeah, and he got a bunch of goals and or points in the second game. But it's so weird. Like I was just really upset about that turnover in the power play. Kind of sour in the third my... game. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, the I feel like kind of like Marlowe too. 
if they get a hit at the beginning of their shift, it'll be a good shift. Yeah, it's, it, like it's almost get, consistent. Get engaged physically, but like every single shift, it's it's strange. Um, if not, Marlo just ends up coasting out there, and he looks gutless. There's a there's a reference. Um, and Timo, uh, it's weird. He like does he he like gets like a like a speed boost after he hits someone. Yeah, <laughs> he like gets a buff from hitting someone. And then just starts actually skating better. Um, Marlo, Sorensen, and then the third guy. I, I think have been fine. I think Sorensen's been good. Uh, I'm curious why they put Shellman down. And I, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, There's it only three games. It's such a small sample size. I feel like they should give Alex True another chance. Was he? I think he was injured. Yeah. And then what's his face? Uh, Salmonella. Also resigned, some for some reason. Yeah, and I, he's he's with the Barracuda. He's not even on the taxi squad. So I don't. How does that work? Like, if you want to call someone up from the Barracuda to the taxi squad, is it? Does it act like like a purgatory, like a NHL AHL purgatory? I don't you know. Would, you would have to send someone from the taxi squad down. Sure, if the taxi squad's full, which I don't know if it is. Um, five players and one goalie, five skaters and one goalie minimum. Or maximum. Yeah, you have to have one goalie. I it, the entire thing's interesting. Um, I'm really curious how it's how it's gonna go. Uh, I think the penalty kill has been. Sorry, anything else on the forwards you want to discuss? Um, just Couture finally looks engaged to this game. LeBanc is still. I I honestly haven't seen him change his game in the last like two three years, which is unfortunate because <laughs> he's supposed to be getting better, but he kind of stays exactly the same. Um, sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I Couture looked good. He's just so slick with the puck. He has just it's bobbling all over the place and he somehow keeps it on his stick and goes through people's legs and shit. Yeah. Uh we didn't talk about Kane either. Um who looks fantastic. He looks good. Yeah. He's it's good that he's not letting personal stuff get in the yeah, way of uh That happened in between our last two broadcasts? Or I think it did. No, we talked about it. We talked about his lawsuit. Did we talk about him declaring bankruptcy? Yeah. Did we? Okay. Michael Scott, I declare bankruptcy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I am not as sour as you are, but I am always an optimist. It's the I only mean, thing I'm, I'm optimistic about. I'm going to give 10 games before I really start. 10 games is a fifth of the season. Yeah. <laughs> before I really start basing my opinion on okay. how they're going to trend. Mm-hmm. Like I like I said, I've seen some good things, um, but I've also seen some very bad things, and I don't know. I guess we kind of know what the potential of this team is, and when I don't see them, sure, even scratching that surface, I just get frustrated. Yeah, I think they'll get there. I'm. They have such an inherent disadvantage, not having a home rink, um, that it's just. I don't know. I, I can. I don't think I can expect them to be their quote unquote best. Um, they're, they're either going to get uh, using more hockey bullshit cliches. They're either going to get galvanized, or they're going to teeter off. Yeah. And it's it's hard. All right. Let's talk about some other things um, around the league. Okay. Um, Oliver Ekman Larson got injured, uh, concussion possibly, 
in a hit with Evander Kane in the second game. Um, Kane got a high sticking penalty on the play, which was absolutely insane. There was no high stick. Like, bias aside, that was a very clean play. It was ridiculous. Um, I'm glad he did not get any supplemental discipline because there was nothing there. Um, yeah. So uh, Keith says, does not having a home rink really matter at this point? And anyway, they don't have any home game scheduled to February 5th. Yes, Keith, that's my point. They don't have any home games for over a month. They, and they don't even have a home rink. So they don't have home. They don't see their families. They're the only team that this applies to. The NHL has a documented statistical improvement when you're playing at home. And it does not necessarily always relate to this, you know, last change and that other sort of stuff. The last change does. The last change does matter also. Yeah. So like the Sharks don't have last change until I think February. I think it's February 1st against the Knights. Yeah. Um, but regardless, if they don't have any quote unquote home cooking, they don't see their families, they don't sleep in their own beds. Like it's not the same. Um, and there, if every other team was doing the same thing, it would be fine. It would be equal, but it's not. It's literally 30 teams that have the same thing with a small difference with the, the seven Canadian teams and then the Sharks. It's completely unfair. What are you going to do? Can't do anything about it. Uh, hopefully Santa Clara County. Um, and this is probably the only anti COVID thing that I'm going to say <laughs> um, is. Hopefully Santa Clara County allows them to play because it's absolutely ridiculous um, that they Santa Clara County wouldn't let him play or won't let the Sharks or the 49ers, which season's now over, play when they're getting tested daily and doing everything they can to prevent outbreaks and following a specific set of rules. Like, it's such a random thing. People need sports. Okay, people don't need sports. People should use sports, and Santa Clara County should make an exception, I think. And this, again, is the only anti-COVID thing I will say. Um, Glenn said, I missed the bankruptcy, but saw the $8 million lawsuit. Yeah, so the $8 million lawsuit was kind of leaked. There wasn't much info out there other than a company that gave out loans was giving, uh, was suing Kane and the Sharks because the Sharks apparently were supposed to be sending it a Kane's... Company. It, was a, it was a bank. I'm, a bank is a company. Come on. True. A company that gives out loans, a bank, sure. Um, and uh, yeah, then I think the next day or the day after, um, Kane filed for bankruptcy stating, and in the documents, it said that he had like nine dependents, like his brother and his grandmother and his, his parents, and that struck me uncle, as very like two weird. Uncles. Two uncles, grandparents. Yeah, that, that struck me as very strange. Like, listing them as dependents seemed weird. Um, and he was uh, $23.5 million in debt. And had another 30-something million in uh, his, paycheck, or his uh, salary for the Sharks, which is unearned. So he was underwater, and he had four houses and something like $23 million in debt, like you said, and I think $15 million of assets, something like that. Um, regardless, uh, 
I don't want to comment on people's financial situations. It, if he has a gambling addiction, I hope he gets better. If he made some bad investments, I hope it, uh, I don't know. It, it's such a touchy situation. It's hard. Um, yeah. Keith says maybe some of them don't want to see their family. Sure. Um, he's head of household, Russ says. Yeah, that you can be head of household, but if you have like eight dependents um, and they're all in Canada, the entire thing's weird. I don't think we're ever going to know all the details. Um, yeah, the Sharks stopped paying too, I assume, because he told them to stop paying. Like he's getting paid by the Sharks. The Sharks have the money. Uh, so the entire thing is is weird. We don't know all the details. I'm trying not to speculate. Um, all right. Regardless, it was a bullshit high sticking penalty. Um, <laughs> Keith says, I wonder if people, not just athletes, file for bankruptcy, try to claim a lot of penance to make it seem like they have a lot less future earnings than they can get. Sure. It could also be a Jack Johnson situation where his parents were, uh, I believe, given power of attorney over his contract and then made some horrible decisions and bankrupted him i don't know um yeah um so just to kind of touch on this um without sounding too i don't know stereotypically prejudiced but a lot of poc people uh, when they come into money tend to support a lot of family members um that's all i'm gonna kind of comment on that but i honestly wasn't too surprised that he had so many dependents once they came out yeah um keith says don't mention jack johnson to me of course keith is a rangers fan uh yeah glenn says saw a comment on facebook about coaches not wearing masks on the bench seems crazy to think they're um given they're on the team bless and i'm sure they're all bubbled there uh, the coaches are wearing masks on the bench. Yeah, they're required to wear masks. Um, the Sharks coaches, which are the ones I've seen the most, pull their masks down to speak way too often. They don't do it all the time, which is good, but they do it way too often, and it bugs the hell out of me. Like, I could put on a mask, and you guys could hear me just fine. Um, they are supposed to be wearing masks when they are off the ice as well. Um... Yeah, someone on Facebook won $100 fines, etc. I am more than okay with that. They are public figures, and they should... I think that's an excellent idea. Don't pull down I mean, your NFL, fucking mask. The, the NFL was doing it, so... Really? Yeah. Good. That's excellent to hear. Something good the NFL has done. Um, okay, some other things to mention. Um, Aaron Dell, Sharks legend, uh, was dressed, dressed up as a backup in Toronto and then was immediately waived the next day. Um, and got picked up by the New Jersey Devils, which I thought was very strange. There's some weirdness going down in, what's it called? Um, I mean, New Jersey's goalie situation is not great. Yeah, I guess. Like, their starters, Mackenzie Blackwood? He's good. He's yeah, young. Who's their, who's their backup? Uh, I know this. It's good. I, I, I don't remember. Shit. Um, he, he's not very good. Uh, but regardless, the I don't know why they put him on waivers. I guess they had three goalies, right? They had um, Frederick Anderson, uh, Jack Campbell, and Aaron Dell. So it makes sense that he'd go on the way on waivers. But um, all I know is that Aaron Dell's Toronto pads are going to be gorgeous, and whoever gets them is a lucky man. 
Uh, Keith <laughs> says Corey Schneider. Incorrect. Corey Schneider uh, is now with the New York Islanders. Yes. He, he got bought out by the Devils. Um, oh, yeah. Scott Wedgwood. Scott Wedgwood. Oh, Scott Wedgwood's injured. Ah, that's why they picked him up. Um, I really hope Arendelle goes with the green and red pads because Arendelle does great things with his pads. Oh, man, it's they're fantastic. paying for Ilya Kovachuk till 2025. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the Devils are fucked. Um, another thing, uh, Jason Spezza got waived. He did. And he, through his agent, publicly said that if another team picked him up, he would retire. He did. Which I can't decide is the most baller move or the most fucked up move. It seems like blatant <laughs> cap circumvention by uh, the Maple yeah. Leafs. Blatant. Everyone is blatantly cap circumventing. Like uh, the St. Louis Blues signing Mike Hoffman to a PTO and then signing him after the first sure. day of the NHL starting. Um, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Kucherov having surgery and then is going to miraculously come back at the start of the playoffs. Well, you don't know that. You know it. So I, I don't think that's cap circumvention. I think that's making, like, the Kucherov thing is different. That is making the best out of a bad situation. They would not, they do not want Kucherov to miss the entire season, period. That's fair. Yeah. Um, the, oh, okay, Mark, how about this? Uh, here's a quiz. Mark does not have the notes I'm looking at. Pick the team that did the worst job addressing its goaltender situation in the offseason. Come on. Chicago Blackhawks? Uh, they're intentionally trying to tank, so no, they actually did a good job. Um, Come on. I can narrow it down for you if you want. All right, it's an audio podcast. The Canadian Division. <laughs> uh, Vancouver Canucks? No. They signed a Stanley Cup winning goalie. Oh, yeah, Braden Holtby. The uh, answer Calgary is... The, Flames? No, they signed the Vancouver Canucks goalie, Jacob Markstrom, to a six-year contract. Ottawa Senators? Oh, my no, God. They signed... They signed Matt Matt, come on. You're, there's only a couple more teams, man. The Toronto Maple Laughs. No. They have two really good goalies and signed Aaron Dell and then proceeded to waive him. You're missing one. Winnipeg. No, they have the, the Vesna. Oh, my God, dude. You're, there's only two teams left. It's the Oilers. It is the Oilers. The Edmonton Oilers had terrible goaltending last year with Mike Smith and some Russian guy whose name is forgetting. I'm forgetting right now. I know his name. Hold on. Yeah, it'll, it'll come to me also. Uh, Michael, Miko Koskinen. Koskinen, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mike Smith is now injured. Yep. So they now just have Miko Koskinen. They re-signed Mike Smith for some God knows what reason. Uh, Keith is very upset at you. Holy shit, Mark. I know. That was bad. Yeah, you should feel shame. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in midseason form yet. Uh, Glenn says they can't afford a goalie with their lineup, and Mike Smith is not a terrible goalie. Well, wasn't. Um, Mike Smith is a terrible goalie now. Yes, he always wasn't in been. the past. Always has been. I disagree. He's had a good season. Uh, and I think they have more cap space than you think, Glenn. Um, regardless, there were many, many, many goalie options. They clearly tried to get... Um, Jacob Markstrom, that was widely reported, and the, the Flames outbid him, or outbid them. Regardless, Mike Smith is now injured, and they had to do an emergency call-up, and I do not know how the hell emergency call-ups work in COVID times. Um, but, like, they, they have the best player in the world who just, like, goes off at random times and scores five points, 
and they just cannot get goaltending. It's awful. I feel bad for them. Um, what do you mean? They have Troy Grosnick now. Did yeah right? They he, they picked up Troy Grosnick, sure. Who yeah, then has to quarantine of, for two weeks? Waivers from L.A. L.A. And he has to quarantine for two weeks, so it's useless. Yeah, like and he's only uh, he's only played twice, and both times were with the Sharks, like sure. four years ago. Sure. Um, all right. Am I wrong about the Oilers' cap space? No, they have zero cap right now. So the yes, I would be wrong. Because I said it would be better than you thought, but uh, I, I'm missing something. Then, uh, is it next year that they have a bunch of cap space? If they are losing Nuge, Adam Larson, Tyson Berry. Oh, this is before they they signed Tyson Berry. That's what it was. Yeah. How much is Tyson Berry getting? Three point seven five. Three point seven five. Yeah. Um. Also, Nugent Hopkins coming off of James Neal, Oscar Clefbaum are both non-rostered players. So if James Neal, who's on the taxi squad, I think, was put onto the taxi uh, onto LTIR, then they'd have five point seven million dollars in cap space. The real deal, James Neal. Yeah. So they have plenty. um, They have plenty of cap space. I don't know why he's not on there, why he's not on the taxi squad. Uh, I should look into that. That's interesting. Hmm. Fascinating. Jarkaira is on the taxi squad. I'm yeah. very upset about that. Why? Just because he like his name? Because I love you, Jarkaira. Sure. Um, all right. Some other things to mention. Uh, Sammy Blay was the first player to get suspended. Shocker. Fuck the Blues. We talked about that. The Blues and the Avalanche had two just fascinating games. They really did. The, the Blues look absolutely dominant the first game. Yeah. And the Avalanche looked like children. And then the Avalanche apparently like remembered to eat their Wheaties and beat the Blues eight nothing, just Nathan shit McKinnon on them. Was like, oh yeah, I forgot. I'm like the third best player in the league. It was right so strange. Um, so I have no idea how good the Blues are, and I have no idea how good the Avalanche are. Um, now that being said, there are some teams that are really, really, really bad. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks are absolutely horrendous, uh, as expected. Uh, when you don't have your young potential superstar center or Jonathan Taves, um, and you'd never particularly good team before that, and you trade all of your goalies. Kirby Doc got injured in juniors, right? Well, yeah, world juniors, yes. He His wrist moved the wrong direction. Oh. It was all, disgusting. So he's out basically the entire season. Jonathan Taves is has some sort of lingering illness or something. Yeah, he just kind of like fell into a pit and is never <laughs> going to return again. Um, and I don't think that's a, a. Who did we just talk about this? I don't think this is a Nikita Kucherov situation. I don't think they want that to happen. No. Um, but like, they're they're real bad. So they played the Lightning twice to open the season, which is just brutal. Isn't there D like? Awful their too. D is disgustingly bad. It's incredible. So it's Duncan Keith, Calvin DeHaan, Connor Murphy, Nikita Zadorov, what? Wait. Adam Boquist, and a random on an ELC. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, 
Okay, Glenn, you said poor Tavares. I fear it's a crappy cancer diagnosis. I assume you mean poor Taves. I just want to make sure. Because I have not heard anything about John Tavares having cancer. <laughs> uh, okay, Whew, scared me there. I'm like, oh God, that would be horrible. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with, with Taves. It sounds terrible. Um, but yeah, that, that, that letter that he wrote is just like, whoa, that's some serious shit. Um, I wonder if he's getting paid. Cause I don't think he was like not cleared for camp. He said, I'm not going. He's, he's on LTIR. Is he? All right. And he's getting paid. He's getting, getting his $10 million a year. Um, oh, and Alex Nylander's hurt. Yes. Alex Nylander's also hurt. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the entire thing is, is bad. Uh, so if we go over the standings real quick, which is something which is, shows how bad the Blackhawks are. Um, there are four teams that have a hundred percent winning percentage. Um, those four teams are both the Florida teams, Tampa and the Panthers, Vegas. And who's the fourth team? Who was the fourth team when it was earlier today? A team probably just won. I don't remember. Oh, it was Minnesota. Minnesota lost. Oh yeah. Minnesota. Minnesota lost. So, um, yeah, uh, t- Florida, the Panthers have only played one game and it was against the Blackhawks and they beat them, I think, five to two. And then Tampa just manhandled them in two games. It was not even close. Um, did you watch the Stanley Cup banner raising, by the way? Um, it was on in the background, but I was paying attention. So they didn't raise it to the rafters because they want to do that when fans are in the building, which is a little, you know, performative, but cool. So instead, they just kind of like hung it right above the glass right next to the players in like <laughs> obvious view it is such like a troll move i love it i hope they keep it there um so yeah uh vegas is 2 and 0 tampa's 2 and 0 the panthers are 1 and 0 whatever um chicago is 0 and 3 with a minus 10 goal differential jesus christ um yeah and the the Russ says the NHL being performative perish the thought. Yeah, that never happens. Right. Um, Pittsburgh is looking real bad. Uh, they're a minus five goal differential. I mean, it's only three games, but you know, they won one against the Flyers. Did they win that first game against the Flyers? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they, no, I think the Flyers won that game. Let me check the first game of the season. I thought the Flyers won. Did they? Yeah. The Flyers won three, oh. six to three. Uh, Pittsburgh beat um, Washington. Yes, they beat Washington in the shootout to uh-huh. uh, yesterday. Right, right, right. So yeah, it's it's a weird beginning of the season. Um, but yeah, the Red Wings looked real bad. The Blue Jackets couldn't win their first two games. Uh, of course, the Dallas Stars haven't played at all because they're still under COVID protocol. Do you think the uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois situation is affecting the Blue Jackets at all? All right, uh, let's talk about that. So Pierre-Luc Dubois apparently asked for a trade and John Tortorella, because he's incapable of um, apparently doing the right thing as a coach, mentioned it to the media. Um, (laughs) And then benched him. Yeah, and then... In the third period of last game. And then claimed that he didn't get benched. 
and then he said, you'd know if I benched him. And Pierre-Luc Dubois looks bad. Uh, so I, there's, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, all right, first, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois asking for a trade, I think is completely reasonable. Okay, um, why is that? Because he's really, really, really good. And John Tortorella has a history of causing young star players to leave. He does not handle them correctly. At least that's my opinion. Okay. Uh, I mean, there. How many has there been with Tortorella? It happens all the time. And the same thing with Columbus. Like, they don't put the money to keep their players. They don't want to keep their players. Okay. Um, I wouldn't want to sign there either. I'd want to go somewhere else. Sorry, Jeff. Uh, but yeah. Um, and then Tortorella going out publicly saying it is just a horrible mismanagement of the situation. Um, it, it's weird. I guess it's already out there. It doesn't matter. Just say, I can't comment. Just move on. Just don't bring it up. It's, it's frustrating. Um, all right. We got some things to talk about. Uh, Glenn said, uh, COVID situation for the stars. Um, the stars had like nine players and they had a mini outbreak, 10 players. players, They had a mini outbreak. So they postponed their first three or four games. Everyone is recovering well. And um, it's funny. The NHL has been listing has been listing players who are stuck in COVID protocol for various reasons, whether they were traced to possible contact or they have it. And I think there's like four players right now. It's like Miko Koivu, excuse me, on the Blue Jackets, which is weird. Uh, Adam Ernie on the um, Red Wings and like two other players who aren't interesting and none of the stars are mentioned because they don't have any games so they're technically not in covid protocol they haven't played any games yet because yeah, they all got started yeah their outbreak started like a week before the season was going to start so um hopefully everyone recovers there fast um dan rose said did you do discuss Vorchek's no response to the reporters uh let's talk about that um jake Vorchek who appears to be a fucking amazing human being I got, yeah, got a question from, I'm going to get this dude's name wrong. Let's just say it was Sam something. It was a beat writer. Flyers I, I got to look it up. Have that has like just been continuously shitting on Voracek and Drew, <laughs> like pretty much pinning every single thing that's gone wrong with the Flyers in the last Mike years on Sileski. And Giroux. Um, you know what? Uh, we're going to use the, the uh, magic of editing, and I'm going to insert it right here. Okay. Mike Sielski, you're on. Go ahead. Yeah, this question is for Jake. Um, two games in, Jake. How different does the season feel, if at all, given the circumstances of the offseason and the condensed schedule and everything? Doesn't matter what I say, Mike. You're going to write fucking shit every time. So it doesn't matter what you say. Uh, yeah, it feels different. I mean, we got four points out of the first two games. Uh, I, I wasn't even going to answer your question because you are such a weasel. It's not even funny. Next question. I love this sort of stuff. Uh, the fact that it doesn't happen um, more often is too bad. Uh, Keith said he's like the Larry Brooks of Philly writers. That's the thing. I don't think he is the Larry Brooks of Philly writers. The Larry, the Larry Brooks of Philly writers is another guy whose name was also escaping me. Um, fuck. 
Sam Carcitti. Wow, I pulled that out of nowhere. <laughs> Sam Carcitti is the equivalent of Larry Brooks, and Sam Carcitti is also horrible. Um, yeah, There's a lot of a lot of bad writers in Philadelphia. And the the other thing is the um, as Glenn points out, uh, the player who was next to Voracek in the Zoom room. Travis Konechny, right? I think it was Konechny. He he literally did a whoa, okay, okay, <laughs> that's happening. Um, it's awesome. Uh, I listened to quite a bit of Spit and Chicklets over the quarantine period for various reasons. I have many thoughts on those guys. I but, know, we've talked about it. Yeah, I, my opinion has changed a little bit um, as Paul, De- Paul, Paul Bissonette has grown up a little bit. It's actually huh. been nice to see. But um, they had uh, Kevin Hayes on once, and they were talking about Jake Voracek. And some of the stories about this guy, he sounds like just the most hilarious dude in the entire world. Um, and I, he seems like a good dude. I see no reason for a player to go out of their way to be friendly to a reporter if the reporter is being aggressively rude to him good for him um i would pay that fine if i was a player I'd pay sure that fine 10 times i actually game. don't know if they find him did apparently they? there was a statement that that was made that the nhl was looking into it they haven't sure. said any repercussions yeah uh i don't know how much the fine is i guess it depends on it uh, i i am not going to go quite so far as to talk about the marshawn lynch you know i'm just here to answer your questions thing i'm not i don't think that's okay but the thing is voracek did answer the question he basically said, fuck you, answer the question, then fuck you. You're a weasel. It was great. Yeah, um, he started answering the question and then said, you know what? I wasn't even going to answer yeah. this question because I fucking hate you. It, you're a weasel. It was great. All right. Um, Dan, thank you for uh, reminding me about that. Um, did I miss any I, other I honestly wish comments? more players showed a little bit more personality. Yeah, yeah. In post-game like that. Uh, junior, the canon is cool. Uh, yeah. Um... All right. Uh, other comments that I had. Oh, um, Sharks legend. Sharks legend. Brendan Dillon. Scored 33 minutes into the season this season. Um, and he had one goal last season and one goal the season before. So he got his quota done real fast. He's the elite sniper. He's uh, a <laughs> he's, he's making his uh, his new contract worth it. Yeah, it's. It's weird. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to mention is Patrick Line apparently has also asked for a trade um, out of Winnipeg. Another. He, he seems like he's been unhappy there for a long time. Uh, Winnipeg appears to be a shithole. I've never been. Um, I don't hear good things. Um, I mean, I, the Sharks famously said they had bad Wi-Fi at the hotel. Oh, that's very true. Very famous. Very important. I um, about how dark and sad it was. There yeah. As well. uh, Glenn, the, 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 the resident Canadian says Winterpeg. Exactly. Um, I, I wouldn't want to live there either. Um, but regardless, uh, the whole situation is weird. People publicly asking for trades. Um, but Patrick Line appears to not it not be affecting him. Um, and he's playing great. Yeah, and he had two goals in his. Yeah. And he is skating and back checking, which was always his his problem. Um, the dude's an unbelievably good Except hockey player. For- uh, he left during warmups tonight um, with an apparent upper body injury. Oh, I didn't notice that. And he didn't play. Also, I want to say that um, I think Nikolai Ehlers was on the COVID protocol list, which is an important player. 
important for Winnipeg. But <laughs> no more, inter- no interesting players apparently. Um, da, 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 da. Here, let me pull it up. Um, yeah, and and the the if you're in the COVID protocol, it does not mean you test positive. It means that you you could have tested positive, or someone that has somehow been traced to you could have tested positive, and you require something like two or three negative tests in three consecutive days. Um, blah, blah, blah. So updated January 18th. Uh, ben Hutton, Carson Kuhlman, Jordan Stahl, Eric Johnson, Miko Koivu, Adam Ernie, Robbie Fabry, which is yeah. a player. I forgot he was a thing. Yeah. And then... Um, James Neal is listed on here uh, going back to the 14th. So uh, I wonder if James Neal has COVID. That's not a shocker there. So, yeah, there there are some to a better person. Yeah, right. There are some names there. I apologize to Jordan Stahl, uh, Eric Johnson and Robbie Fabry. Um, Jordan Stahl, you know, maybe the captain of the team. Kind of important. Uh, so, yeah, it's an interesting thing. I hope that uh, I think they're going to announce it in the next couple days that there won't be any more positive tests and hopefully it stops there. Um, I don't remember what I said in the last podcast. I think I said less than 10 games would be canceled. I hope there are less than 10 total positive tests in the next couple weeks, months. I am not optimistic about it, but I hope it's the case. Um, all right. Uh, any other things you want to mention, Mark? Now it's just a good first week of hockey. It's nice to actually watch some hockey. Yeah. Uh, um, a couple more things I wanted to mention. The Vancouver Canucks are looking bad. Um, they looked good the first game. They did? Yeah, they won the first game. Who Against? Oh, the, the Oilers. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then McDavid remembered how to play hockey and just decimated yep. the next team. Um, yeah, the, the Canucks are one and three. The Maple Leafs are three and one. That makes sense. They're the best team in that division. Uh, the Capitals are two zero oh, and one. They just lost in the shootout during this. Um, Russ says Vancouver looks bad and water is wet. Uh, that's not true, especially last season. Um, there were many other teams much worse than Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver's got a lot of good players, man. They could be really good. Um, and yeah, Vegas is two and zero. I mean, it's only two games, uh, and uh, of course, right now, as we record this podcast, guess who's last in the Honda West Division? San Jose Sharks, baby. San Jose Sharks, but they have played one more game. Although they do have a lower winning percentage. <laughs> um, other teams right above the Sharks, the Anaheim Ducks, the Los Angeles Kings, and the Colorado Avalanche. So, yeah, things are going to change. Uh. But yeah, I'm glad to have I'll hockey back. Ten, I'll give it 10 games. Yeah. Then you'll see my real negativity come out. <laughs> I, I'm okay with them tanking this season. I'm just happy that the power play looks good. Yeah. Uh, what it, have have the has Vegas scored on their power play? I don't know. I know that's your your sticking point, right? Vegas power. Play. So they beat the Ducks five to two. And then they beat the Ducks two to one. Not particularly impressive. The Ducks are bad. Um, oh, and I think they're playing right now. 
yeah, against the Coyotes. Right? Against the Coyotes, and they're losing the Coyotes two to one. Coyotes elite. Oh, if you guys have any other questions, uh, hit us up now. Um, look on how their PowerPoint has been. Uh, the NHL has very intuitive websites, and everything is nice and easy to, to find. That was sarcasm. Huh. What are you looking for? You're looking for power play? Uh, it says right here, power play percentage is zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Experience DeBoer hockey. Uh, isn't that Steve Spot hockey? Yeah, well, you know, Steve Spot is the thing sucking on DeBoer's butthole. So. Whoa, that escalated fast. Uh, so in the first, or sorry, the second Ducks game, um, they only had one opportunity, to be fair. And then in the first game, they had... Uh, one opportunity. So they've only had two opportunities. So yeah. give it some time. Um, I think they're, whatchamacallit, um, I think they have a more talented group than the Sharks did last season. So It doesn't matter. Steve Spot will find a way. Oh boy, there's been a bunch of penalties in this game against the Coyotes. They've had four opportunities. There we go. So, all right. So they're 0 for 6. Um, well, that's all I got. Alex's sarcasm reached out and slapped us in the face. Wow, this podcast is marked as explicit. Sure. Yes. Um, Don't tell me what to fucking do. <laughs> and then, Mark, can you? I don't know if you can see this comment that Glenn made. I cannot. It says wave prego wifey. Oh yes. So wait, yeah. did was Marissa, Did you see Marissa? Uh, apparently, yes. Oh okay. Uh, did, did, I, I'm kind of leading this to you. Oh yes, I'm having a baby. I'm sorry, my first <laughs> child. Congratulations. When are you due? Thank you. Uh, June eighth. Very exciting. Um, Glenn said just the door. I assume it's okay. We were gonna try and bring it up last week, Glenn, and uh, we didn't quite know how to do it um nicely or it didn't quite flow so that worked but yes, um, marissa and i are expecting our first child and we're very excited about it excellent um, so i will per purchase your child a pucks and deep onesie hooray yeah uh keith says congrats mark go get your sleep now oh yeah trust me yeah we have been getting your sleep and your wow in now um I'm, yes yeah all right, guys, uh, it's been fun. Glenn, miss seeing you as well. And yeah, you're the hoser. Glenn, thanks for tuning in. Yep. Um, I will admit when I saw Wave Prego Wifey, I thought it said Wave Peggy's Wifey. And I was like, what? Uh, I just saw Peggy instead of Prego. Um, I don't know. So, yeah. Uh, all right. I will talk to you all next week. We're going to try and do Sunday, I assume. Right, Mark? Yeah. Okay, yep. cool. Sorry about this one. I was unavailable. but yeah, No worries. Sunday. All right, everyone. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.